Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning, for this beautiful opportunity to hear your word this morning. We ask for clear understanding, clear revelation from your word. Let the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit be so tangible to us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we say amen. Okay, please be seated. Hallelujah. The past two weeks we've been talking about the breakthrough power towards obedience. And last week we discussed obedience is your key to a world of what? Superabundance. Amen. And then I also mentioned to us that obedience must be immediate or prompt. It must not be what? Postponed. Are with me? And then also, what must you obey? When you obey, you must also know the track record of the one giving you what the instruction. And know what to obey and what not to obey. This morning, I would like to continue with the same line of teaching. The breakthrough power of what? Obedience. So today will be part three, right? Come with me to the book of 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, and the other place. It says that the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can what? Endure. Let's take it again. It says that the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is what? Faithful. How? He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can carry. So when there is an instruction in your life or that comes to you, it came because you can carry it. It came because you can obey it. And number two, he will show you a way out so that you can what? Endure. A way out. Many of us are interested in sacrifice than obedience. Because it seems to be the easiest way out. The sacrifice is the easiest way out. But to obey, no. And many of us will also prefer partial obedience to what? Total obedience. And some of us will pretend we don't even know about it at all. We don't even know the instruction at all. And by experience, we've learned, people have learned to say, I don't remember. If the person says, he or she does not remember, what can you do? You can't do anything. So, you have a responsibility to remind the person again. But this same person, amazingly, who says he, he or she cannot remember, can tell you that three weeks ago, you did this and this to me. I forgave you. And after three weeks, you are doing it again. Last year, around my birthday, this happened. Meanwhile, something was told you last week. You said, you don't remember. But last year, you remember. So, it's not, is this not selective remembrance? Is this not Intentional. When it is to our advantage, we remember. But to our disadvantage, we don't remember. Put your hands together for yourselves. (laughs) 
we are all victims. Oh, I said we are all what? Victims. We all don't remember. Yes. We all don't remember. Because you see, as soon as you say I don't remember, you escape to punishment immediately. Do, do you understand? You escape punishment, you escape anger and all you escape it. Hmm. You see? So, obedience has a key to your breakthrough. Obedience has a key to live a life of victory. If you are not used to obedience or you are obedience phobia or you are allergic to obedience, you can't obey anything. You, you, you disobey so much that you disobey yourself. Your own self, you, dis, you disobey yourself. How many times have you not said that this alarm I'm setting, I'll wake up at the same alarm, and you disobey yourself by not waking up? So your, 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 your obed, disobedience is legendary. So it's not just the pastor you disobey. It's not just God you disobey. It's not just your parents or adults you disobey. You disobey your own self. So at what point are you going to be obedient? Oh, this year I'm taking, a, how do you call it, a vow. That by the time the 12 months is over, I would have saved this amount. But that suit box is empty. You are owing that suit box. Owing interest on that suit box. The suit box has forgiven you your debt. Forgive you of the interest. and said, start afresh. You started afresh. You are still owing. The boss has decided to close his eyes. Not to even mind you again. Say amen. amen. I didn't come to your house. So I'm just talking. I'm just talking, right? I'm just talking. You see, I'm going to learn. Going to. I'm going to learn. I'm going to be serious. Yeah. One day, somebody said that he will not drink again. So he took the Guinness bottle and drew it and canceled it with red pen. Danger, danger, danger. Yeah. After he took full bottle of Guinness and drank, I said, I want to let you know that I've, come, I've become authority over you by drinking you. Then he drank it. <laughs> to exercise authority over the thing that he just canceled. He will drink again. Hey! Obedience. Point two. Obedience may be costly, but the end result is priceless. Obedience may be costly. Costly. But the end result is priceless. Obedience may be costly. But the end result is priceless. Obedience is not cheap. It comes to a price. And you must be ready and willing to what? Pay the price. Your willingness to pay the price, that is what will trigger the miraculous that is embedded in the obedience. Most often than not, we like the end result, we are happy with the end result, but as to what brings that result, we are not interested. We are happy with the food. We are licking our fingers and everything. But we are not ready to go and have the experience where onions will be entering our eyes and all those things. No! Well, by the time you are done cooking, 
You are seeing pepper in your long nails. No, you, you can't. To dip your fingers inside water for a long time, then your acrylic or whatever they call it will become soft and removed. No, like lie. So some of us at your, at your age, you have people who come to wash for you at your age. Just because of your nails. So you have people at your age who come to wash for you. Ooh. And, and you are not proud, so you don't give them your, your pants. You go to see the contents of your pants. Front and back. They will see it. Because your pants attend visual art class all the time. It attends visual art class. Are you here? So obedience comes with a cost. It comes with a price. Sometimes, and most often than not, they may see you as somebody who is senseless. You don't have sex. Yeah. You don't have sex. Are you with me? You don't have sex. Look at John chapter 2. Verse 1 to 10. NLT, please. John chapter 2, verse 1 to 10, quickly. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Canaan in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Hey, Reverend Salabi, please come and sit here. You're at the wrong place. Come and sit by your brother. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. This is a scripture that makes us attend refreshment for weddings. Yes. But church members have sucked us from refreshment. Yes. Don't speak to church members in wedding. You attend a refreshment. And that's why they are opening their nash to you in refreshment. How will you attend? Pastor is sitting at the high table with dignitaries. Don't speak in church member is now marrying, has married faithfully, nicely in the church. Now do refreshment. You look at your table and because the people serving do not know you much, they bring alcohol to your table for you to tell and they are forcing, can I open alcohol for you? And you have to tell them, no, no. Then You see, at that place, you're not there to give the signals. So we cannot attend your refreshment. Go and drink. We will be in our homes. The Shatawale song you have, they, they have been pretending they don't listen to. They will let you know that they listen to it in their refreshment. And when you say it, you say it is the spinner. It's not them. It's the DJ. It's a lie. Why are you not blaming the wedding gown on the tailor or the seamstress? Why are you not blaming the food on the caterer and all those? Why are you not saying that you order for rice, they have brought you bank? Why are you not saying it? So what you give the DJ is what the DJ will do. If it's the DJ, why are you dancing? Why are you dancing? So we cannot attend refreshment again. We come and officiate the wedding. We go at home. So we cannot attend. Because we sit there and we get a disgrace of our lives. You see a church member here who is in wedding has gone for bright maids, bright maids who want to advertise their breasts and their bottles. So that is where they come to advertise it. And the weddings that you can see their breasts and see their bottles, these are the friends following you. No wonder your life is like this. It will tell on how your marriage will go. Because you are with what? Bend down boutique friends. Bend down boutique has started to do with what? Boutique. Yeah. Your colleagues are all bent down. 
I get so surprised how men fall for those things because something that is in the open, why should you pay for it? Yeah. Well, no, why should you pay for it? No, why should you pay for it? I will never pay for it. It's in the open. Everybody's seeing it. Me pay for it. Now lie. Me so I watch something go. When you go to the chopper, the plate they give you or the boat they give you, eat and leave it there. Why? You don't pay for it. Everybody eats inside. So don't spend money paying for something that is outside there. Pay for what is hidden. I said pay for what is hidden. Don't pay for what is outside there. It's free already. It's free. Can you imagine if it's something you have been paid for, on your refreshment is still shown to people again. So what makes you the Lord over the thing? I love you so much, but you cannot be in my bedroom. It is my bedroom. Yeah. So things must be exclusive. Exclusive. Ladies, be exclusive. And be expensive. Yes. Yes. That's I want to show them the things. Ah, they've seen it. Uh, one, two, three months. They say, challenge me, me. I, I want a change. Yes. Because they've seen another one. And they realize that yours, no. No, I think it's a day, but Charlie, I've seen another one. So find a way of getting out and let me can, so that I can bring that one. Since we cannot accommodate it. It's a fresh one. Mm. Can I preach? The man came to blast us. I'm not blasting you. Yeah. And some of you ladies too, when you're picking your bridesmaids, you pick people who are taller than you, who, who are, who are shapey than you, who are maybe, got beauty lights in the eyes of the beholder, who are beautiful than you, and they take all the attention. So we don't know who the bride is. They take all the attention. You are a very slim person, like, like this girl, slim person. And then Nadia is your maid, bridesmaid. Nadia is your bridesmaid. What do you think will be happening in the wedding? No, what do you think will be happening in the wedding? Nadia is your bridesmaid. Yeah. If, when you go, listen to me. If you like set spice in the congregation, you will see that they'll be insulting the man. Where did the man see this one and the man came? Oh, some men, some men. I was, I was in a wedding. My church member was marrying another church. When I sat down, as one of the officiating ministers, those is Reverend Daniel, the people behind were insulting the guy because all the bridesmaids were beautiful than the bride and fairer than the bride. And we're like, so, so this guy didn't see any of the friends. And, and then the insult became more when it was, you may kiss the bride. I'm telling you, in the church. Not outside the church, in the church. It was happening in the church. Yeah. And then when I went into the pastor's office, the lady's pastor made a statement. Hey, love is strong. Oh, love is strong. <laughs> love is strong. <laughs> love, love is strong. Love is strong. Love is strong. I just said, the pastor, the lady's pastor, doesn't even have that confidence that this, my daughter, can bring such a man to the house. Love is strong. Love, love is strong. Thank you, sir. Hey. Uh, let me continue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stones, water jars, used for Jewish ceremonial worship. Each could hold 20 to 30 words. 
gallons. Jesus to the servant, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip out water. Dip out some and what? Take it to the master of ceremonies. We are asking for wine. You are telling us not just to fetch water, but fetch water and pour it into a ceremonial pot. You know the Jewish, they walk a lot those days. So, every Jewish has a pot or pots at the entrance of their house. So, before you enter their house, you wash your feet off the dust before you enter the house. Yeah, it's not today that the person's legs are full of mud. And you have carpet in your room. And they are not even ashamed or shy to remove their muddy thing. They bring it like that onto the carpet. No, it's a woolly carpet. It's not rubber. Hmm. Yeah. That's why my house, I have two halls. General hall. General hall and an invited hall. You can only go into that hall when you're invited. General, you wear anything, bring it there. It's only towels. So I don't have a problem. You just clean it. Uh, do same, do same. Do same. Yeah. Do same. If not, you buy expensive this thing. Carpet, somebody will bring uh this place that is raining like that. We'll bring uh the person even need to take taxi to your house straight to join Totra and then with mud under the feet. No, oh it's really ready. Let me enter fast. <laughs> when I enter like that, <laughs> hey, do your heart. You're feeling it. As as the conversation is going, your mind is just on the carpet. Are you there? So how will you pour water into a bathing basin? And then you say, go and draw that thing. Go and give it to the master of ceremony. It doesn't make sense. It does not follow logic. It doesn't. How will you obey something like this? But remember the mother of Jesus already told them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Why would she say that? Because she knew that some of the, the instruction Jesus gives does not necessarily make sense. So, she has to forewarn them just in case the instruction does not make sense. They, they still would obey it. If she hadn't, they would have insulted Jesus. So there are some things that come to us for us to obey. And when we put it into the sense realm, it does not make sense. So you can easily say, this one doesn't think at all. Can't he be reasonable? And all that. Now, watch it. Watch it. When it is exploitation, those unreasonable instructions come often. What's the difference? When the person, especially men of God, want to exploit you, those unreasonable instructions come often. But if it is from God, it does not come often. The Bible says that God is a jealous God. That's about the emotions of God. So he also knows we are emotional beings. So whatever he tells us to do, he considers our emotions. God does not do things outside of our emotions. That's why he said, you shall worship the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. That's your emotions. So he will not have any intention to hurt your emotions. He never asked Abraham, sacrifice your child. Then ask again and again. He said, okay, now, now that you have qualified for your child, can you sacrifice your wife as well? Can you sacrifice your mother as well? No. It was just once. It was just once. When it came to Moses, he said that Moses, sacrifice your priesthood. You are a prince. Sacrifice it for me. Give it for me. That was it. It is only exploitation from pastors and men of God that those unreasonable instructions will be coming all the time, all the time, all the time. It is for exploitation. It's not God speaking. Wow. 
And do you know something? God in his wisdom knew people will exploit people. That is why after Abraham, he never asked anybody to give your son again. So you don't have a second example. And stand on that example and say that, oh, this is the modus operandi. Yes. I'll be sharing a scripture with you. Let me just give you the second point. Did I finish this? So I said, now dip some, when the, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servant followed his instructions. But the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from. Though, of course, the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always reserves, serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has taken a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. You see, simple obedience has produced this marvelous what? Result. A priceless result. A priceless result. But if you take the account of Jesus, you realize that he was always careful that things that were doctrinal, he repeated it. Things that were not doctrinal, he never repeated it. Let me give you the second point for today, then I'll explain that one to you. Obedience is a matter of the heart and not the mind. Obedience is a matter of the heart and not the mind. You don't use your mind to obey. You use your heart to obey. Why not the mind? But the heart. First Corinthians 12 verse 10. New King James, please. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, descending of what? Spirits. Okay? Descend of spirits. But see how NLT put it. Let's go to NLT. He gives one person the power to perform miracles. And another, the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. So when you become born again, this gift is embedded into what? Your spirit. So know if this is from God or it is not from God. That is why obedience is a matter of the heart. And not the mind. Are you following? Romans 8.14. New King James. Romans 8.14. New King James. Okay. He said. For as many as are led. By the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Watch out. He never put any man of God there. He did not put a pastor, prophet, evangelist, whatever. He did not put them there. But he said that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, as many as are led. So, the man of God is led by the Spirit of God. So, therefore, must do something that the Spirit of God is saying. Please, are you following? He said, as many, including we, the men of God, we are also led and must be led by the Spirit of God. You, the church member, you must also be led by the Spirit of God. So when I am saying something, you must listen to me with your ears and put your heart to understand what I'm saying. Because you have the Spirit of God to discern if what I am saying is of God or from another spirit. If it is your mind, you can be carried away by my title and carry out that instruction because of my title. But if it's your heart, you will know that the man is hiding behind his title to give an instruction and not God. You will know. 
Is somebody in church? Are you in church? Now, there's a scripture man of God quotes often. But today, I want to expose something in that scripture. Because see, church members do not pay attention to scriptures. They pay attention to title. 1 Kings 17, verse 9 or so. NLT. Can you just read with me? Say that go. Of what? Uh-huh. Yes. Hold on. What is the ending of this verse 9? Who is speaking? Who is speaking? I have instructed a widow there to feed you. This is what they don't say. So, what you saw the widow doing is an instruction from God. We first read here. Because we want to take money. Eh? Okay, you just forgo this place. Let's read on. Let's read on. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I've only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jar. I was gathering, just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal. And then my son and I would die. But Elijah said to her, not in a vacuum. Elijah did not issue the instruction in the vacuum. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you have said. But make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Says. The Lord is saying this. And instruction came to the woman, but there were no details to it. But now, the man of God is giving what? The details what? Mind you, is she the only widow in Zarephath? No. But she was the only one that received the instruction. Are you listening to me? Yes. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her son continued to eat for many days. Verse 16. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers just as the Lord had promised True, Elijah. But when we read the NLT, you'll understand. So we'll read the King James proper. When we bring the thou, dying, you'll be confused. So that money in your bank account, give it to me first. And the Lord will make sure your account doesn't go empty. You run and go and give the money. See, recently I was talking to you with Prophet Hislo. He said that some prophets in Ghana were making two men. They can never enter certain states in the U.S. Never in their lives. Because they went with this thing. This is one of the scriptures they use. And then Isaac offering. Abraham was asked to give Isaac. That was Abraham that was asked to give Isaac. If <clears throat> now listen to the listen to the trick. 
So he was in that church down here and asked for what? Isaac offering. And said that God said, this and this and this will happen. If I was him, the next my goal, I would have asked for testimonies. But he never did. Prophesied again and all those things and then asked for another Isaac offering. So the third year, when he went again, the church members told their pastor, if you bring this man of God here, we will arrest him. He's a thief and a crook. Because all the two Isaac offerings, not a single member has experienced a testimony. If Kalamo Shata, Briano Kosu Fadia Kamande Sete, let me show you the exploitation. I know they'll be angry with me. You said Abraham was asked to give Isaac offering, right? So Abraham is what? A single person. But you are saying that we are all Abraham. Pay attention to what I'm about to say. You said we are all Abraham. We should all give what? Isaac offering. Is that not it? Why is the pastor out? Eh? <laughs> the pastor is John. <laughs> I said the pastor is not Isaac, he's called John. The pastor is not Abraham, he's called John. Why is the pastor out? If God is not pointing to just Sima or just Eben, but he's saying that all of us should give what? Isaac offering. Why do you exclude the pastor? Or he is not, he, he's not interested in a blessing. He doesn't want to prosper. Eh? He doesn't want to prosper. You, the man of God, why are you, are you also out? You don't have Isaac. You have Jemima. You have Jemima. You have Elizabeth. So, this is the exploitation. This is the, because if what he says to one, he says to all, the pastor who has invited the man of God because he believes in the anointing in that man of God's life, the grace upon his life. So he invited him so we can all be a blessing that he must be the first to pick an envelope to set an example to all of us that this our pastor believe in the man of God he brought. So we must also follow suit and believe in him. When the disciples asked John the Baptist, is this the Christ? Is this the lamp? John said, yes, he is. Can we go? He said, me cry, I believe in him. Yeah. Me cry, I believe in him. Yeah. He said, me, John the Baptist, I believe in him. He is greater than I am. In fact, I have been sent ahead of him to prepare the way for him. He is never separated from the man of God. He's not. So don't tell me to bring Isaac offering when you are not part. No. We all have Isaac. If you are not part, I'm also not part. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Last Sunday, we were having a discussion and then, um, what's his name? Emperor said something. My heart. Yeah. Emperor, come. Come and tell us. He said something in my heart. But you see, when you also accuse or blame the pastors, you must also blame church members. Why will church members pretend they don't have money? But there will be a convention, they will give an envelope for a thousand and you will give. So why do you just come and say, Pastor, I feel led to give thousand for any project that is going on. Because you do not do it, so the pastor needs money for the church. He has to devise ways and means and bring someone to come and take the money from you. Mm. Yeah. When you were in Kumasi, what did the pastor say to you? Uh, I went to church that Sunday. 
I went to church on Sunday in Kumasi. So uh, then I, I came back from um, the country. Yeah, I was looking very good and fresh. And the man, don't, he didn't even know me. So he was actually calling people to come out for some certain amount of, uh, of money. So in the very big congregation, he started me from afar. I was actually far behind the church because I didn't come on time. So I don't know how he managed to see me. So maybe because I was dressing properly, so he thought I've got all the money. <laughs> so uh, he called me out. <laughs> when he called me out, he, he, he prophesied to me. He said, I want to tell you something. I said, okay, you can. So he said that uh, that house you are building, I will pray for you. You build the house, then your mother will stay in that house before she dies. And I was like, hey, it's on our wall. So in my mind, I was like, which house? Because the house he's talking about, I finished the house when I was in South Africa in my village five years ago. And my, my, my late mother, my mother, entered the house after two years. She died. So, which mother is he talking about? Is he talking about? So, I was like, and I'm not that kind of a type that I would like, I want to challenge the man there at the front of, in order not to discourage the faith of other Christians. So, I was just mute. I was just kind of like, may this man just do me, I just come over here. So, he's like, okay, you say a seed of faith so that the prayer, I want to pray for you. I was like, okay, I will tell you, I will tell you something to do. He removed the mic and whispered to me on my ears and like, Okay, we try to bring just an amount of money. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was about uh, two two thousand uh, Ghana cities. No, it, at first it was he was one that beat it down. It was about five. At first, it was one that beat it down. So, other five thousand. Yes. Okay. He was one added. He didn't beat it down. Add actually, you know. Then I came back from outside country, so I was still looking good, but. He was thinking that, oh, this man, he's got all the money. So, you know, it's in our clothes, now they cover poverty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, based on deportation, I came back. So, I, after that Sunday, I didn't come to church. The, first, the second Sunday, I didn't come to church. The third Sunday, he, I received a call. And I was like, who is this? So, that was about 12 o'clock, probably at the closed day of the church. So, the man called me. I like, this is Pastor... Whatever, whatever calls from Susan I like, oh, uh, good afternoon, sir. Good morning, sir. I say, hey, yeah, actually, you didn't come for the. I told you to see me in my office. You didn't come for the. I'm like, ah, sir, this money will easy my bring to eh? me. If I even have, I don't even have 20 CD to eat. Like right now, the man was like, ah, really? Are you sure? I say, yes, sir, I don't really have. The man was like, okay, don't worry. Just try to. We are going to talk about it. We'll pray about it. Just come with like 2,000 Ghana CDs. Come and see me in my office. I said, okay. So from 5,000 to 2,000. Yeah, so, so he beat down the price. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit that ordered him to beat down the price. I don't know. So I said, I said, okay, there's no problem. I'll come. Oh, since after that day, I didn't even go to church at all. I just give up because what I experienced there, like it was totally fake. I didn't even have to. I'm not that kind of a person that was like, ah, this pastor is fake. But this one, it happened like, it, my mama went on there how many years? He said he would pray. So I was thinking, I wish if my father had been alive, I was like, ah, do I have to mother like maybe something like that? <laughs> but but it was not like that too. So I was like, oh, Charlie, this will not be church with person go wrong. So when you came and uh, what Jesus, Jesus did for you, what were you thinking about the pastor? Oh, when I in this church. Oh, uh, when I came. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell them what you were thinking. Oh, at first, so I was in Ghana for about, uh, because I, I was surprised. That was my first church in Ghana. So I was like, if my first church in Ghana, I'll now be hearing, you know, Nigeria, we'll be hearing about freak pastors and everywhere. There are fake pastors in Nigeria. But me, then I was going to church, playing instruments and all that, going to different churches. I didn't experience one. So I was like, my first church in Ghana, I'm experiencing this kind of a freak pastor. That signifies uh, I don't have to even... So when I came around, when I came this side, my friend told me, Maxwell, come to my church, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. All this Ghana church, I don't think so. So I came, 
the first the first day I came, I the pastor was praying and apostle was praying and talked about if you have Rosa, you come out and all that. So I said it was even Maxwell that was pushing me. You know, girls are not being made a job for office. You come at my I beg, I know even I don't want billing first. I was avoiding billing because they might say that I should pay money before I receive my healing and all that. I beg, all this kind of thing. Oh, it's good to give you, but you should know when you should give. Okay, not that I'm avoiding it and I love giving and all that. I, I don't know how to impress you about that. But I, my first experience with Charlie, I, I couldn't, I don't know what to make of it. So I came, Apostle prayed for me. I told him I have also. Even while he was praying, I was like, I beg. <laughs> so at the time, something told me, ah, this is a, a, a man of God you've not met before. Why don't you just open your heart and your feet? And so I allowed him to pray for him. Not just pray. When I got home, I also embarked on three days fasting. I just feel like, okay, let me join the faith together. So the paper I could not eat and all that and all the medicine. Oh, everything went. Even like as I'm talking to you, if they prepare food for me, if there's not enough paper, I don't eat it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I received my healing by uh, the God's grace, and I came to testify and all that. So. I was actually expecting that this man. I called the king and said, How much did he give for the church? <laughs> he must have told me, uh, Give us out. I said, I, like, I want to know how much the. Like, he said, No, not like that. I didn't see believe him. I said, Maybe he's just a new member. They never, never knew what's up. So I was actually waiting for Apostle to send a message to one of the messengers or the secretary or anybody to tell me, Charlie, ah, the, the healing you received, <laughs> you are yet to make your payment to. <laughs> so I waited for one week. I didn't receive any message of church. I waited two weeks. I didn't receive any message. I waited it, it took like a month, two months. I was like, I was like, fuck you. Like, like seriously? Like, <laughs> like this is real. This is real. This is real. So I, I really thank God and I give God the glory. So that one thing about giving. We, we should not run away from giving. We should not run away from giving. If you understand, like our apostle, he didn't, he's not putting out under financial pressure. But that is, don't dispute the fact that giving is very, very important. Like, okay. Although, by the grace of God, I pay small tithe and all that. I have to show. And it's, if you are giving God, showing your gratitude to God, it should be every day. Not that way you don't do it while you go wrong and all that. So, it's a big testimony. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why will he be thinking that a bill will come? Yeah. Why would he be thinking it? Yes. And I mentioned to you in this church where where the program, the man of God says that there's someone who is no way at a certain part of the body. Come, he will pray for you. There was a woman there who was no way. That was what the man of God was referring to. But she never got up. Then the man of God went to her and said, you are the one I'm talking to. Are you not feeling what I'm talking about? He said, yes. So why are you not coming? So I think when I come, you ask that she put money down. And I don't have the money. I don't have the money, so I will not come. I will not come. See, are you against giving? How can I be against giving? Yeah, I can never be against giving. I, I give and I give and I give and I give and I give. Yeah, those who know me, they know me. Yeah, but I do not like exploitation. Yeah, I do not like exploitation. Let us not use God to lie. If God is always said 5,000, why are you not saying, okay, you can make it 2,000? So these are the things that when it, the, the church member gives, no miracle follows it. Yeah, no miracle follows it. Because God will not be bargaining with you. Hey, you don't have 2,000, eh? Um, you, four, five. Four, five. I said, I don't have all. Yeah. Okay, four. So God, he who is all-knowing, does not see your bank account. Cannot see your purse and everything. Cannot even tell that as you are even coming to church. You, you came with a hope of a certain miracle to happen to you. Oh, come on here. Come on here. Yeah. So when we are obeying, we should obedience a matter of the heart. Are you also being led of the spirit of God? So judge what is coming to you. 
Judge it. What is coming? Judge. Don't use, don't, don't be under euphoria of hey, no, no, no. Judge what is coming with your spirit. That's your heart. If God is telling you, obey it, obey without what? Delay. But if you, you are not at peace with the instruction coming to you, you are struggling with the instruction. You can see that you are not at, at peace. Spiritual instruction, you, are, you easily obey, but this particular one, you don't know why. You are just struggling with it. Yeah. Like a lady who was going to Germany, I told her several years ago, the Lord is saying that the door has been opened, but he wants you to get established in Christ well before you go. So get yourself established. If not, if only you go, you backslide. When she went to tell the man, the man said, who is that man of God? Forget about him. I thought he would give you some oil and some things. He said, the Lord says what? Established what? Are you not established? They went for another man of God at barrier. The man of God said, no, I'm seeing something from your house. So we have to meet tomorrow at the beach. Yeah. And this mother carried her daughter to the beach, Kokobite Beach. She came to come and confess. Said, man of God, man of God, look at me. Look at me. I hope you understand. He said, look at me. I was there in front of my mother and this man said he was batting me. My mother didn't say anything wrong with it. I couldn't even complain because my mother was angry. That why are you complaining? He knows where the demons are. He should remove it. Okay, let me ask you a question. If the things in the lady's house are the ones making for Leno to travel, so the lady deserves to be bad. Assuming the lady has a brother called Sami, and he too wants to travel, would the pastor bat him? Why don't they bat me? No, have you asked yourself why? Why don't they bat me? Sometimes men have even bigger issues than the women. Why don't they bat the men? The men don't know how to bat. But the sisters don't know how to bat. But we all know, at birth, our daddies didn't bat us. It was our mothers. Yeah. And then, the prophet said, after I have bat for you, you receive a call. Documents will be sent and all those things. I was quiet. I said, yeah, I know I'm fake. Let's believe the true man of God who went to bat you. Yeah. One man took him, nothing. Two months kukum, nothing. The third month, what I heard was that the sister who was trying to, no, the auntie was trying to help her. There's even a quarrel. And the sister has, the auntie has changed her mind. And said, you know what? I can't do anything again for you. Then this girl went home. I had to come in again. She almost killed the mother. Almost killed the mother. Then she came back to what I said earlier. As I speak to you, she's in Germany. When she went for the first year, she never spoke with the mother. But guess what? This same mother didn't go to the fake prophet. So came to me that she talked to her. As she talked to her daughter, you know, she listens to you. When you want to talk, she listens to you. So you talk with her for me and all that. Talk with her. I said, I don't have her number. You give me the number. I said, I don't have her. Ever since she left, she has never called me. Never. And when she wants to call people in the house who will know the number, she will call through landline. So you will never see a number. Yeah. Landline. So the real things with us, we, we will not. But what seems to be like what uh, Emperor was saying? Because I said, Father, it was water, right? Was it water I prayed over? Yes. Father, thank you for this water. In Jesus' name. Drink it. It, it. Does it look powerful? Yeah. But when I say, I call it Ozorium. Yeah. 
and I call the cosmos and I bring them to alignment. And I command the powers of the sea. Yes. There were some people when I go to them, I know what I say. I do the normal prayer in my house. Then when I go to them, I go and pray what they want to hear. Yeah. So I said, Father, when I go to them, the power that has kept the sea from interfering on the earth, I evoke that power. The power that has kept the moon from falling, the sun from falling, and the stars from falling. You see what we are shouting? That is exactly how they shout. Exactly. And one day, I went to the house. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. I rebuke every devourer in this house and I command it to be free in Jesus. They say, Amen. And so, we were talking in our house about going. So, Pastor, today didn't pray your prayer. I said, ah, I prayed. He said, No. Today you didn't pray your prayer. I said, What's my prayer? He said, Oh, you need that prayer that you pray, then you see, then there'll be vibration. And I said, Okay, let's pray again. Let's pray again. They all went on their knees. They did never believe the first one. They went on their knees. Yeah. And I said, I enter into the ribs. Say, Amen. Any eye monitoring your finance, your business, your job, everything, I command the ravens of the valley to block it out. Say, Amen. I command the sword that was drawn by the angel that was commanded to stand by the garden. I command that sword that any hand lifted against you, may that sword chop it off. It's amen. Just as Moses commanded the earth, and it's open to swallow up Abiram, Dathan. I command the earth to open, and it was not open. It <laughs> Every coral, I, I command it to be swept. Say, Amen. Meanwhile, I was commanding the earth to be on the ground. <laughs> they, were, they were on the ground. <laughs> they were on the ground. Hey. It's sweet. So when I left, I was telling myself, so for how long will I continue like this? <laughs> for, for how long? Yeah. No, what I'm saying is not a joke. To the extent that when the first born, no, the second born was getting married, her one, number one request is that I should come and pray. If I will not officiate the engagement, I should come and pray. I should be the last person to pray. We why don't attend my church? So I cannot officiate your wedding and all that. It should be your pastor. I said, no, my pastor can come and do whatever they want to do. I should come. So that day I went. When I went, all the pastors were like, this is a, a sister man of God is coming. So, and then, run away others on flesh. So you can imagine. So you can imagine like a wall who has, who everybody is waiting that he's coming. But they don't know it's a while. And so when I entered, you know, they were inside in the room proper. And I just entered the veranda. So sit down here. So, so me, I just sat down. I was there, then the thing, they are finished too. But she said, that until I come. They eventually, they came to announce. They said, is there anybody here called Pastor Philip? I said, yes. They like, got up. <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> Is that all? Then when I entered, you could see she got up. The mother got up. Our pastor has come. I felt so bad. So I was like, can you pray your prayer for us? I gave it to Ozorion. <laughs> right, come on, rise to your feet. <laughs> Prophet said, Man of, I said, rich man, 
Your mother in the village is the one doing this thing. The rich man said, ah, my mother died 10 years ago. He said, no, hold on. No, 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 no. I didn't, it is not your mother. It's a woman, but not your mother. Uh, it's, it's your sister. He said, oh, we are all boys. It'd be forced. Is it forced to prophesy? No, no, no. He it, said, we don't have any sister. We are all boys. He said, no, my God cannot lie. Anyway, any auntie, he said, no, even my mother too, they are all boys. She's the only one and she's also dead. So no auntie. Jose, I said, no. It's a woman, it's a woman, it's a woman. Ah, I just got it. Your stepmother. So my father married only my mother. In fact, he died before my mother died. Yes, only one. He said, no problem. No problem. But whatever woman that has risen to do whatever against you. The rich one got up and said, told his friend, you know what? Take you to proper pastors and not this girl who wants money. How much do you want? How much do you want? Just got up and took bundles of monies, dollars. I just left. I said, God bless you, man of God. Thank you. I left. It's money you want, so you just take it and stop wasting my time saying my mother, they change. God is so confused that he doesn't know the between my mother and my sister and my aunties and all those things. Ah, stepmother, you have Lift your voice. Thank you. Recently, this is what recently one prophet said. Hey, young man, you are a gun. He said, no, I'm not a gun. I'm 100% Nigerian. He said, he said, he said, he's a Nigerian. I know his family more than he knows. I said, your relations, some of your relations are, are guns. He said, please, everybody is, I'm the only one in fact in Ghana. He said, you know what? Go to your house right now and go and ask if you don't have gun relations. I said, Pastor, I'm the only person in Ghana here. Everybody's in Nigeria. That means I have to go back to Nigeria and go and ask. I'm not a gun. He said, You go and ask. Next week. Next week. Church. Look at him carefully. Next week, I'll call him again. Yeah. So the following week. If the guy was sitting at the back there, the guy came to the front proper. So the pastor can see him. Yeah. Did everything, took offering everything. They said, oh, time, 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 time. They were flagging him out. They said, aha, you, you are the one I said, I'll talk to you. That was it. Ah, because of time. Because of time. Then he ran away. <laughs> the man ran away. Case closed. Jagu varia kama hand in I didn't He gave some apostles, uh, some pastors, evangelists. Eh? Stay in your track. Lift your voice and appreciate it. Lift your voice and appreciate him. Lift your voice and appreciate him. Wow. Hallelujah. Father, I want to say thank you this morning for your word that has come to us. Let our spirit of discerning be so sharpened. Come alive. Be activated than before. In the name of Jesus. You have instructed us to obey the word and not human over your word or against your word. We can only know it when our sense of discerning is sharp, is alive, is active. So this one we ask of you that by your grace, let 
these gifts come back to life again. Be shopping again. Let the antennas of this gift rise again in the name of Jesus. Anything that has made this gift down has gone into hibernation. I pray this morning that let this gift come back to life. So we will know what is the truth and what is a lie. What is false. He said we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. Our freedom is in the truth. And until we know it, we are not free. So let our spirit be sharpened one more time to know the truth, to discern what is truth and what is false. We give you glory this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Shout amen. amen. You are here this morning. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't want to die and go to hell. The, the key to heaven is Jesus. So lift up your right hand and I'll lead you to Christ. Lift up your right hand and I'll lead you to Christ. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Lift up your right hand and I'll lead you to Christ. Father, I want to say thank you for the salvation of everybody here. In Jesus' mighty name, shout a big amen. amen. God bless you.